What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the business breakthrough. So this is a special business breakthrough. Actually, I do uh, work alongside Eric, which you've seen or heard of him uh, on this podcast before, and he brought on one of his clients to talk about how he can make a pivotal uh, decision to generate more business for himself. He's kind of hit a roadblock in his fence installation business. Uh, and after kind of looking at his scenario, we made a pretty big change and, uh, I think it's for the best. So this is a great business breakthrough. He certainly didn't expect the outcome of this one, but I think it was for, uh, the best interest for his business and, uh, best interest for his future uh, with his business. So it was an awesome business breakthrough, and I think you're going to get a lot out of this one. And it starts right now. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. All right. So what's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets podcast. Back with Eric, the marketer, Pathfinder, Fashion Act. Uh, he brought hunter in to the uh to the to the dungeon where we hammer out business advice in the business breakthrough what's up hunter thanks for joining us man um let's talk a little bit about your business that's that's what we're here for man so tell us what you do and uh tell us what's going really well and then after that tell us what's something that you want to go a little bit better uh well we started in april um really just started off with being one other guy then he kind of took off so now it's just been me and my dad and my brother Okay. Um, we started off doing the fencing. Now we kind of moved towards the decks a little bit. Um, now at this point, we've just kind of slowed down, and I'm not sure if it's just the season kind of come. You think it, you you're not sure if it's just the season? Okay, so you're doing so you're doing more decks than fences currently. Uh, we've done a couple more decks than fences. Just how's the, the wait time. for the fences right now? I mean, isn't that putting a, a a thorn in your side having to wait for material right now? Uh, we haven't really had to wait on any material. It's just, you know, the prices are so high, people aren't wanting to spend it. So they don't want to pay what you can get, you know. You okay. can, for what you can get, it's a little more than, you know, if you had to order it. Because okay, you're paying gotcha. for conveniency. Yeah, absolutely. So so right now, it's uh, you said it's just you and your dad. Um, you said there was one other guy? Yeah, my older brother. Your older brother. Okay. And right now, would you say that you're in the quote unquote CEO role where you're doing most of the business stuff? Yeah. Okay. And uh, are you going to be on site working with them or is your job just to do the sales and then you provide the work for them? Uh, a little bit of both. What do you, What are they doing today right now? Uh, putting in chain link. Putting in a chain link fence? Yeah. Do you have work for the rest of the week? Uh, we well, our last job is lined up for tomorrow and we don't have nothing after that. All right. That's yeah. enough time. Yes. Enough yeah. time. So even, even me at my stage in my painting business, brother, I mean, we're in the same boat. It's, it's one job at a time trying to stack as many as you can, um, right. you know, and, and real quick, what did you do before uh, you started your business? Uh, I was driving a truck, driving a truck, right? You yeah. were an employee or were you your own, your own yeah. boss? 
Yeah, I was an employee. An employee? Okay. So when it comes to um, the way you used to spend money, chances are you get a paycheck, you'd pay your bills, and then you'd save what's left. Is that true? To an extent. To an extent? Oh, man, you know, as soon as the check hit, we'd pay what we had to, and we're doing whatever yeah. now. Whatever, yeah. I mean, that's that's the mindset that I had when I first started my business because I was an employee too. Everyone goes through it. They don't teach it to us in school. But right. you're, the game changer here for you is really you have to understand that you're, you're, you're at, at, at the very core of it, you're a manager of resources, okay? If you lock that in, dude, you're always going to be successful in business. And you have to understand that when you guys make that money for that chain link fence job, you're not going to be paying your bills, spending, and then saving what's left. That's not how it works in business, you know? And I'm just going very rudimentary here because I want you to get this so we can progress and you don't run into this issue without having work. Right. So really the, the mindset needs to be, the first thing you need to do when you get money is you need to take a portion of it out and you need to reinvest it. And that's obviously why you're here with Eric. I'm sure that he's done a good job of explaining, you know, the value of buying ads, but just so you can feel comfortable with that. The whole purpose of communicating with him and getting him to do this for you is for a greater return. If he doesn't bring you leads, chances are you guys won't be friends much longer. And he knows that. So, you know, the reality of the situation is this is a business agreement and he's going to deliver. I've seen it happen many times. I'm just busting, busting your chops. There. So, um, but really that's the mindset. Cause it took me a while to understand that, right? Like I gotta, I gotta allocate it. You've got to be dialed into this number. So how much did you sell your chain link fence job for? What was the total cost? uh total bill was 2600 2600 bucks okay how much is dad making on the job what is his hourly pay or what have we decided we allocate to dad or has it not been discussed um dad and my older brother both since they kind of started it with me they both make 17 an hour and then anybody yeah. that we bring you know, that's obviously less than that but okay how much do you make <sighs> you don't know yeah i don't pay myself you don't pay yourself. You don't know. Okay. So I like that you've, you've broken this down to an hourly wage um, simply because that's, that's a hard thing to do, especially with family, bro. Okay. You're, yeah. you, you know, I hope you guys have a really great relationship. There's no ego there. Cause I've seen it happen. I, I doesn't sound like it. I think, you know, for them both to be good with 17 and you guys working together, understanding that at some point there could be a potential chance that everyone has ownership and everyone receives dividends, which is profit. Is that the ultimate goal? Yeah. Okay. That would be, and would it be an equal split or have, have that has not, not been discussed? Yeah. We haven't even talked about it, honestly. All right. A suggestion, side, a sidebar here, a sidebar here, set the tone early. Please have this conversation with your family. I mean, it's just a, from experience. Okay. I, I tried it. Didn't have the conversation. You just got to have the conversation. So I'm not going to go into that too deep. I'm just letting you know, it's worth having that conversation of where we're going to end up because it would be like any employee that you bring in where you promise, Hey, you're part of the startup here. You're going to help me grow this. You're going to accept $17 an hour when if you did this on your own, you can make way more, but you're taking less money now because you expect a greater return. And for most people, that greater return is some form of ownership or a management position, you know, but when it comes to family, you know, that ties in. Eric, do you want to say I think, something? Yeah. I think just to, to riff off of that, um, granted, I know this is like, like you said, Taryn, this is kind of a, a sidebar to, to the main topic today, but like, I think, um, 
just if you think in general, like talking about that stuff regularly, this is something we do with our team a lot. I'm constantly talking about the vision of the company, where we're going. I'm constantly saying, yeah. And eventually at one point, if you're a sales manager, if you're a, this manager, I'm constantly talking about that and it gets them excited. Right. So Definitely. granted they are just family, but you guys are working together. If you're even just having the conversations and talking with them about like what's coming in the future, it's going to get them that much more excited to get out of bed every morning. Right. So I just think that's yeah. a nice little Huge. piece of that too. Great point. Great point. So, you know, Hunter, like my thing, and even with my guys now, I'm not promising ownership. That's not something that's on the table, but the idea of management, the idea of a raise, the idea of maybe a company vehicle, you know, again, it's a little different because they're family members and it's like, you know, you guys grew up together, you know, it's your dad. So it's like one of those things. So, but again, get in the habit of doing that because you are driving the boat. So you're the visionary. That is your job. And if you're not doing a good job of explaining the vision, then ultimately no one can adopt the vision. Like there's, if, if you're not actively doing that, like having the, the understanding that when you were an employee, what motivated you, you know, like if your boss came to you and said, Hey man, I want to make you a manager in six months, you would have held on to that idea until that six months came, you know, and you would have worked harder to get to that point. But if there's nothing bringing them, you know, again, we can have the conversation about marketing and sales, but if the foundation isn't right, dude, none of this matters. That's why we're diving here. Cause it's just, you're such in an early stage. So you talked about your dad and your brother getting 17 an hour. Uh, that's about $34 an hour, according to my math. Um, so essentially how many hours did you allocate on this $2,600 job? How many hours total or, or days total eight hour days? Um, eight hour days. I think total, it'd probably take about a day and a half. Just okay. kind of, you know, that's. So how, I mean, well, when did you start the job? When did you start the job today? Yeah, this morning. Okay. So you think tomorrow midday, the job is done? Well, the way we're rolling right now, I think it might be done tonight, but. Okay. Know, do they get, so, so what time do they end, end the day? Uh, just. Well, usually five, but it depends if, you know, if we're close to getting the job done, they're going to work the extra couple hours. That's just how okay. they are. They don't come back, you know, they don't want to <laughs> come back. Yeah. Understood. So let's say, let's say they work, you know, honestly 10 hours. Okay. So they're going to make 170 bucks each before taxes. Okay. So they're both making 170 bucks each. How much were the materials and were the materials included in this price? Yeah. Uh, materials were. About 1650. Wow. Okay. So let's look at what the numbers came out to be. All right. You charged 2,600 bucks. The materials were 1650. You're paying out $340 and that's before taxes. So I know you probably don't have anything set up to, to handle payroll and taxes yet. Do you? No, they're 1099. Okay. Right now it's 1099, which right now, remember we're trying to build a strong foundation. We've got to get payroll up. Okay. That's going to be second phase here. Um, business, not you business is making $610. Okay. $610 in proportion to the sale. Okay. Let's do a proportionary. That's a 23% gross profit at 23% gross profit. We have to subtract costs of doing business gas fixed materials that aren't factored into job costing. So if you got, you know, I don't really know a lot of fixed materials with fencing, 
but if, if it were us, there'd be tape that we purchased that we don't tie to each job, like boxes of tape, caulking, you know, things like that. Those got to be subtracted. So honestly, at that price point, brother, you're at about a 17%. If I gave you about a 5% buffer, 17% margin. So you're making around $400 for the business. Okay. That leaves about, if, you, if all things were fair for you, let's say you took 170 bucks from this job, a $2,600 job you sold, you're only making 170 bucks. Um, that's leaving you about $200. Okay. That's a survival job. I think you know that. I think you got it with that in mind. Um, but those can't sustain your business. And, I, and, I, and I'm just breaking this down. I don't know if you've done this level of, uh, level of detail on the numbers, um, but that's what it, what it came down to. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Have you done that sort of diagnostic on the numbers lately or have all jobs kind of fell into that? Is that why you're seeing that you're not making the, the type of money that you want? I think everything in the last couple of months has just been survival. I mean, survival. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I guess we, I know that we raised our labor price a little bit to kind of help with the material to try uh -huh. to sell because I mean, there's so many competitors out here, you know, possibility of landing a job is very slim. So we're can trying I, to do can I offer you some advice? I think you need to get out of the fence business. I'll be honest with you. I think you need to run from it fast. You're going toward a dead end. You, you know, fence businesses survive off of a pipeline, right. you know, and you don't have a pipeline. You know, unfortunately, you don't. I mean, there's nothing wrong with making a U-turn right now. You are in such an early stage. You hardly left the, the, the terminal, bro. And it's, and it's way easier to make this pivot right now then it will be five years down the line. Right. Okay. What other skills is your dad and your brother really good at? We're kind of a jack of all trades kind of family. So okay. can you guys paint? Yeah. Start there. Start a painting business. hundred percent. Eric, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, so some context I was going to add, I, um, I do agree. Cause I mean, Hunter just, obviously I know Hunter pretty well from working with him a good bit. I mean, it's a fairly new company, like total what it's been like, I think six months since you, you guys really went out and started, right? Uh, since April, so five months. Roughly speaking. Okay. Um, so I, I do 100% agree. Like if you're going to make a pivot, now's the time to do it. I think though, just being transparent, not to toot my own horn, me and Hunter have talked about it. Like his ads in particular are doing abnormally well. <laughs> like they're, so they're, the pipelines, obviously we don't have a backlog of like years and years and being in business, but there's definitely like a pipeline there of people you can follow up with people he's ran appointments with so far, et cetera. How long um, have you guys been working together? About like a month. Yeah. And, and I have no doubts in your capability, Eric, to, to provide <laughs> phenomenal you. ads. There's yeah, not yeah. that, but, but you have to understand you're providing ads on Facebook where generally Facebook ads are, it starts off with creating the need. Okay. You're creating the need there. Okay. Essentially you're, you're providing a before and after picture to a group of individuals who could potentially be interested. And your job as the creative developer of these ads is to peak interest and get them to submit their information. 
what Hunter's running into right now is that he's capitalizing on the interest, but it's a surprise because his material costs are so high right now for this industry, which they're high here. It's a surprise to these individuals. And what that's doing is it's reflecting negatively on you, which it shouldn't, Eric, because you've provided the great opportunity. He should be converting these things, but something outside of both of your control right now, which is extremely high material cost, is stopping Hunter from growing and it's stopping you from getting the results that he deserves, that you deserve as well for, for generating that interest, which we both know you're phenomenal at painting ads. I, and I if do he like says, painting ads. You love it, right? He's phenomenal <laughs> at painting ads, by the way, Hunter, just so you know. So, Honestly, like- I really like outdoor, like outdoor living areas too. Fencing was a little different out there. And I was, and I, I told Hunter that like when we first started, I was like fencing, we don't typically do a lot of, and it's just been, yeah, you took the I mean, like you said, there's a lot of competition in the area for fencing. That also means there's a lot yeah. of demand typically. And right. like, we're seeing it, like his ads have just been going crazy these first few weeks or right. so. But it, it also has to do with the fact that everyone has to match their pricing to the, to, to what's happening in, in our economy. And, the bigger companies don't have the luxury of doing a $2,600 chain link fence, bro. They don't because they have, they have employees that the, the margins, they have to they just couldn't. adjust. He gets that luxury right now, but he's not even, he's not even running a, a true business with taxes, with, you know, with the things that, I mean, the cost would, would, if he had to pay company taxes, workers comp, and he had to pay employer, uh, employee taxes on behalf of the people working for him, he'd be at, he'd be breaking even. He'd be breaking even. There's not enough of a margin here, Hunter, for for what for what's going you on. Think, That's why you I, think though, if if I'm hearing you correctly, just knowing some of the market, some of those uncontrollables, like you were saying, it may not even be a sales thing. Uh, it may be an uncontrollable thing, and we should pivot. One thousand. It. It's it's one thousand percent an uncontrollable thing. I see somebody who who's trying to do something for his family, right, Hunter? Is that the goal here? Yeah. Okay. I see somebody who's clearly investing in in Eric, which I love. That's number two. Okay. Clearly you understand that you need help in marketing. He's doing that for you. You've made the investment. He doesn't talk to people that don't make the investment. I know him. Okay. And number three, you're hitting a roadblock that you can't control. And it's, and it's frustrating. I assume, is that what's happening to you? Yeah. Okay. That, that's where I say, Hey, why are we not just pivoting and painting the, first of all, painting the margins are way higher. Okay. Way higher. The material issue is there but it's not, it's not where it is with the fencing industry at all. Right. You know, we're not talking about hard materials. We're talking about liquid, you know, a water-based liquid, <laughs> we can get water anywhere, you know? So that's, that's what we're talking about here. And, and, and that's what I'm seeing is that I can't mentally go any further with you because my goal here is to provide you with a solution and there's no solution to something you can't control. You're just going to be waiting. So well, I think too, to, to add to that, I think um, you know, people talk about the path of least resistance too. Um, Cause I, I'm really stubborn, right? And I believe, I believe a great sales process and a competitive market, all those things. But I think, yeah, if you're talking about path of least resistance, like, yeah, why, why wouldn't you? Think about it like this, Hunter, I don't want to take away a great fence contractor from your local economy. Okay. Cause everyone needs a great fencing contractor. Okay. I understand that concept very well. I just care more about you and you getting started because right now you're wondering why you even did this because you have no money. Maybe you're working, not saying you're broke, but you're probably 
looking into like, I don't, you don't have a job next week, bro. Right. So we need to pivot now. Now's the time you need to have a conversation with your family and say, Hey guys, you know what? I met this great guy. His name's Eric. And he said he can get us a couple painting leads and we're going to try this out. Eric will make you a website. He'll get you a logo. We'll just throw it at the website's almost done. And all you got to do is switch looking really clean. All you got to do is switch, put painting there instead of fencing. Okay. Well, it's just wall or contracting. So perfect. I mean, even then that you can't even beat that. This is meant to be, (laughs) trust me. I'm serious. Get you a couple painting leads. And I want you to try to start selling paint jobs. Okay. See the difference in the, in the interaction. Okay. Really. When I look at a fence contractor, a fence is a fence is a fence, bro. Is it not? Yeah. Painting is artistry. Okay. You can't quantify it. There's no way I can look at a fence and say, okay, this company's charging me $2 and 50 cents. I don't know. I don't even know what the pricing for fences. I know it ain't that cheap, but just bear with me. This, this company's charging $2 and 50 cents to install hundred yards of fence. What they're going to do is they're going to look at one piece of paper and they're going to look at the other piece of paper. They're going to look at the type of fence that you're going to install. And they're going to look at the other type of fence that the other company's going to install. And then they're going to draw their eyes all the way down to the price and how soon one can do it. Chances are no one's in a fence emergency. No one needs a fence to sell a house. No one needs a fence to buy a house. Yes? Yep. If you ran into anyone that said, hey, I need a fence installed right now. A couple, but I mean, it's not like it's an everyday thing. Maybe because their dog got out or something. And, you know, (laughs) something like that, you know, but, but reality is, guess what? There's an entire market in the painting industry that has needs. They need us because they can't move in or they can't move out. You see? So not only are you going to get the, 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 customers that just want to change the scenery and are willing to pay for a, a new home improvement project. Eric, you agree? You're going to 100%. get those customers that need us. So, you know, you have two separate markets in my opinion with the painting industry. Again, that just opens up the door to more opportunity. And guess what? Painting industry is the only industry where you can, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Eric, it's the only industry where you can sell the same or greater value on the outside of the home to the same customer as the inside of the home. So in other words, you can't put a roof inside. You can't put flooring outside. You can't paint. You can't, you know, you can't install a fence inside. You see, so that doubles the market share. So that just creates more opportunity. Okay. Does all that make sense? Yeah. Any, any thoughts on that, Hunter? No, I'm just, you know, trying to take it all in. <laughs> you think you think that's a strategy that you could adopt or are you going to stick with fence? Like I said, it's just a conversation that we need to have and see what kind of direction we want to take. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, I hope this, I hope this is, you know, this is this, you know, I know it's maybe not something that you were planning on hearing. Um, you know, again, I just see somebody that clearly, you know, Eric cares about, you got a good head on your shoulders. I just see an opportunity for a good stand-up guy seems like it could provide good customer service in an industry that's lacking it. Um, plus we know the painting business pretty well. So you have a pretty good set of team members here to kind of guide you through it, you know? So, you know, do you have any, any, uh, apprehension toward the painting business? And it doesn't have to be the painting business, but that's one of the easiest to get started in quickly. And with your name, having contracting in it, you could do a test run. I mean, you don't have to adopt, you know, you can just do a test run, man. You could see how it works for the, for, for try it for three weeks. You know, your name has contracting in it. You could do anything. Yeah. Well, that's why we did contracting is so we could offer multiple things and not be stuck with just the fencing and decks. Right. But uh, we, I think that was smart. That we knew we could do. 
And with spring and the big, like the big ice storm we just had, we knew it was going to be a high commodity. So we right. just kind of started there, but now we're four months in and it's slowing down. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, right. I knew that we'd have to move to new things, especially with winter approaching and fall and all that. So we have been talking about, you know, what are we going to do when winter hits? Because nobody's going to be outside. People aren't going to be paying attention to that. Right. Strategy, so, man. You're pay- where, where are you located? Uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. So you got interior painting. You know, I mean, it's a good business. It's a good business, man. I'm in it. I love it. It's the best business in the world, in my opinion. You know, and it's one of those things. It's versatile. You know, you're not at the mercy of external factors as much as you are in other industries. You know, you're 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 you have a rift in the supply chain right now. And guess what? When it comes to your local suppliers, you're last on the totem pole. They have built relationships with fencing contractors for years, and they are going to get the first dibs when something comes in or the best pricing and, and things like that. Again. Just saying from a startup perspective right now, now's the time, man. So that's what I got for you today, brother. I hope, uh, I hope it helps, man. And I'm sure you got the right guy here. If, if he wants to make it happen and you guys have a conversation about it, I'm sure Eric will be happy to do a test run on the, uh, on the, on the painting. Yeah, absolutely. See where that goes. No. And dude, I mean, this is really cool. I mean, I don't know. I hope you think this is cool, Hunter. Like I, I think, um, <clears throat> it's, it's really interesting. And that's why, you know, I wanted to bring him on because, you know, we've, that hasn't been going crazy and he's gotten tons of opportunities many appointments being set where it's like okay cool it's just a matter of yeah getting these people to pull the trigger but what you did because i i do agree i think marketing and sales solves a lot of problems especially early on in, in early on in a business's journey i think it solves a lot of problems like i don't we don't need to worry about hiring people until we have jobs for those people to do right um but like what you said in breaking down that whole um like whole margin example with all those specific things that's something that like I hadn't thought of since I don't run a contracting business per se. So that was really, that was really, really smart. Um, and just like you said, I think, yes, there's certain things that don't matter until marketing sales is figured out, but obviously you need just a little bit of a foundation. And I think coming back to path of least resistance, um, like, yeah, we can keep banging our head up against the walls and be the best salesperson in the world. And I'm sure that does help. And we will probably land more projects and for higher margins, but why not run in the path of least resistance? Yeah, we need money in the bank here. We need consistency. We need cash flow. We need to be able to predict results. We need all of these things, Hunter. And guess what, man? You get to a point where you guys are banging out paint jobs and you're like, okay, I want to split my dad off and I want him to do fencing and hit up Eric and get those leads again. You just need something to really just start pumping flow and feeling a little more confident when you go into estimates, knowing that you're not going to scare people with your price. And then you're, 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 you're not cowering. You're just kind of pricing for survival um, and leaving yourself with, with, with nothing. Um, You know, and now if you're, if your dad and your brother finish this job today, they got to wait till Monday to start the next job. So they're off tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, the next day, you know? Um, And that's probably hard for you because they trust you to be getting them jobs. Um, so again, I would pull the trigger and say, Eric, dude, get me some painting leads and, you know, and we'll do that. And what I'll do for you, Hunter, for joining me is I'll give you my sales course for free. So you can jump on that. And, uh, it's a painting business sales crash course, man. So if you sit tonight and you watch that whole thing, it'll give you a good foundation to learn how to sell paint jobs. And, it, and it's really, even then, I think those print the, the core principles to apply across sales, a sales, a sales, a sales. Right. Like that's why yeah. I was not, I'm able to help some of our, our clients with that. I just knew you'd, you'd give even a better perspective, Tanner, but like, that's right. I think it'll too help you on the fencing side as well and other stuff. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, thank you for your time, Hunter, Eric. 
Appreciate it, guys. All right, thanks, sir. All right, man. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time, it's going to make you money, and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com. And we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you, and I'll catch you on the next episode.